My name is Diana, and this happened to when I was very young. I was in Cider Point, which is an amusement park in the Lake Erie Peninsula in Sandusky, Ohio. I was on a family vacation with my mom, dad, and younger brother Blaine, who at the time was five years old. I don't remember the date exactly of when this incident happened, but I remember it was springtime and we were on night two of our three-day, two-night stay while visiting a family friend while attending college in the area. I was asleep in one of the queen-size beds with Blaine while our parents were sleeping in the other bed. Suddenly a piercing sound blared and a pre-recorded voice then blurred out, Fire, leave immediately! In an almost robotic way, the alarm would sound again and the voice would just repeat the same thing, to leave immediately. We leaped out of the bed and then ran out of our room. I have very sensitive hearing, so the alarm was absolutely agony for me, but I powered through. I should also mention that I had an injury to my left leg, so I was limping quickly in my boot with my dad helping me run. As we neared the elevators and the door that lead downstairs to the exit, I had saw a woman in her late 20s, early 30s panicking while trying to call the elevator. I stopped tapping her back and then said loudly over the blaring alarm, Ma'am, ma'am, you can't use the elevator in a fire or you'll get trapped. Go to the stairs. Hurry! She looked at me and then back at the elevator's closed doors, as if shocked by her own mistake that could have easily been fatal. She looked back at me, muttering a quick, Thank you before fleeing to the stairs. As we started for the stairs again, I felt my bad leg now give out. Dad stopped along with some burly looking guy. The man looked at my dad and then said, Need help? I got her legs if you got her front. Dad agreed and they basically carried me down the stairs like a piece of lumber. We got outside and into our car to wait out whatever was happening when we then heard Blaine start to wail in fear. Now, Blaine was very into this children's TV show called Teletubbies back then, and he had each of the main characters as plushies, but by far his favorite one of all time for all the years that he loved that show was the red female Teletubby named Poe. Everywhere Blaine went, Poe would go with him. Out of all four of his plush Teletubbies, she was his number one. So Blaine began to wail, Poe's still in there, Poe's still in there. She's going to burn up in the fire. I want Poe. I looked at him and smiled before pulling Poe from inside my bathrobe. You mean her? I asked him, showing him his precious friend. He instantly stopped crying, grabbed the plushie out of my hands, and began hugging it tight. I could then hear the pre-recorded voice lines of Poe talking through the plush body. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. And when we went back to the hotel around 4.30 a.m., we overheard the manager say that the cause was a negligent employee not properly extinguishing a cigarette. Apparently, the still smoldering embers of the cigarette had caught something in the garbage can on fire, which had started the chain of events. That employee faced some sort of punishment, but I don't know what. I'm just happy that nobody died in the fire, or it didn't get any worse. Also, I was Blaine's hero for a month and a half for saving Poe so I guess all's well that ends well. But to the employee that almost caused a serious fire for not properly disposing of the cigarette, I really hope that you quit smoking, 
or at least that you dispose of it properly, because you really caused a frightening night, but not just for me and my family, but for many others as well. I really hope that you learned your lesson. As a preface, I would like to say this happened when I was a 13 to 14 year old girl. It also happened in a country in southwestern Europe, my native country, although I don't live there and it was in a city that wasn't my hometown, but that both my mom and I are familiar with. I'm going to do a little context dump here so that it's clearer of what's going on. My mother used to travel a lot for work when she was young, as she worked selling products all over the country. As a result, she often stayed in certain towns more than once and always went to the same hotels. We aren't particularly well off now, but back in the day she was much poorer, so she stayed in hotels that nowadays could be deemed rather dodgy. The hotel mentioned in this story is one of these aforementioned dodgy hotels. On this particular day, we had been driving all day to get to an airport to go back to the country that my mother and I live in. This airport was very far away from our house in my home country. The reason we chose to travel so far was because the expenses ended up being cheaper than if we traveled from the airport near our house. We drove all day, and my mom decided that we should stop in a town located several kilometers from a famous tourist spot, a town that she had often stayed in when she traveled for work. It was actually also quite a popular spot with the locals and the tourists who wandered astray. We went to the hotel she always used to stay in, and when we went to our room, we saw there was a large window on the wall adjacent to the beds with a balcony that connected every room on that side of the building on that floor. On the balcony between the rooms, there was a removable separation made of sticks for privacy purposes. I don't know what they're called. As we got ready for bed, we could hear a man's voice and see the smoke of a cigarette as he spoke on the phone. From what I could hear, he was sitting on the balcony next to ours. Now, bear in mind this was southern European summer, so at night the temperatures were really warm, and since this hotel was very old, there was no air conditioning. So we kept the balcony door open just a smidge with the curtains drawn wide to let the air come in for ventilation. The heat also meant that under the covers both me and my mom were naked. I was 13 at the time, so she must have been around 62. I had fallen asleep, and at approximately 4am, I was woken up by my mom whispering for me to wake up. I move around a lot in my sleep, so when I woke up I was no longer under the sheets and I had my back facing the window. In my sleepy fog, I couldn't tell what she was saying but she kept speaking so I could tell she was saying more than just wake up. As I slowly started coming to, I had heard, there's a man looking through the window. This jolted me awake, but I was still quite skeptical, as there have been instances of my mom not seeing things very properly. But as I looked to the window myself, I did indeed see the silhouette of the upper body of a man against the early morning summer light peeking above the stick fence slowly moving closer to the window. He must have been standing on the balcony chair because the fence was almost two meters tall. At that point, I remember that we stopped looking at the window, got dressed, got everything together, and left. 
Since our fly was early morning, it wasn't too much of a fuss to leave that early. We were shaken up for sure, but it now scares me a lot more as an 18-year-old to think of the fact that a grown man was looking into a room with two women, one a young girl and the other one quite old, and with an added bonus that we were both asleep and naked. I can already see people coming for my mom and blaming her for leaving the window and curtains open, but you have to understand a few things. She had stayed at this establishment alone so many times from her mid-thirties until now, so she felt comfortable and safe. Plus, the stick fence thing had a way of lulling you into a sense of privacy. There was also no air conditioning, and the small stuffy room must have reached 30 degrees Celsius or more. If there are indeed any comments saying stuff along the lines of, you knew there was a male stranger in the room next to you, and yet you still let you and your child sleep exposed? Well, then I hope you can understand how sad it is that the expectation is that women should be weary of hearing a male voice and feel unsafe, rather than do what my mom and I did, which was pay a no mind since we didn't see how it would affect us in any way. To us, it was just one of the guests who was coincidentally sleeping in the room next to ours, and that's what it should have been. Never did we expect him to be a creep or that we would feel unsafe in a place that we were so familiar with. Perhaps we really were just naive or distracted. Who knows? We ended up not complaining, as there was no one at the desk. They didn't even have a review section online, and we were quite scared and thought no one would believe us. I guess the moral of the story is that no matter where you are, there can always be a creep around the corner, even if it's in a safe, beautiful, familiar town. Stay safe, everyone. This happened in the summer of 2010 when I was just entering my teenage years. My family took a trip to a really nice hotel in the city. I can't really remember why we decided to take the trip, but I remember a lot of my family friends coming with and staying in adjacent rooms. I never asked my parents, and it's not really important to the story. To preface, I'm a bit of a scaredy cat, and always have been. I'm a pretty skinny, fragile kid, so I get spooked pretty easily, even now. This, however, was almost definitely not me freaking myself out like I normally did. Looking back, I'm incredibly lucky I trusted my instincts. This hotel had a strange design to it. The lobby was actually on the fourth floor, not the bottom floor, which I found strange. To access the lobby, you had to use the elevator. There was no way for you to get to it from the stairs. This information would have been nice before everything happened, as you'll find out. The hotel was organized in a square shape. Every floor was lined with a balcony, and you could look into the lobby and cafe area from your floor. Essentially, if you were walking to your room, you could be seen from anyone that was on your floor if they just stepped out of their room and looked around. I was always afraid I'd fall over the balcony and sell down eight stories to my death, but they were high enough to a point where I wasn't concerned for my safety. The first day or two was nice. My friends and I hung out and played cards all day, or we watched whatever was on TV. At night, however, we'd explore the halls of the hotel and tell each other ghost stories. It was a really fun time, even though I didn't fully understand why we were there. On the third day, though, 
Things got strange fast. I woke up to the sound of screaming coming from outside my door. Now, because of the hotel's design I mentioned, sounds from the lobby would echo all the way up to the top of the building. So, when I looked outside to investigate, I immediately looked over the balcony to see what the commotion was about. I saw a girl laying on the ground, eggs and milk splattered everywhere around her. People were rushing to help her, and I had heard a couple of people telling each other to call 911. It seemed like the girl was unconscious. Maybe she had passed out or something. I scanned the lobby, and I saw that my family and a couple of my friends were in the lobby getting breakfast, all staring at the event in front of them. I decided to rush down and meet them to find out what had happened. The elevator was on the opposite side of my floor, so I took the stairwell located right next to my room. We were on the 7th or 8th floor, so I knew I only had to take about 4 flights down. Not a big deal. I descended for a little while, looking for the number 4 on the wall or the letter L. I passed floor 5, ready to find a door to the lobby. I took about two more flights of steps before realizing that there hadn't been a door for the fourth floor, nor had there been a door for the second or third. Now at this point, I probably should have turned back, but I continued down because I was tired and I didn't want to climb back up. There were some weird side hallways that went into pitch black areas with a bunch of piping and wiring, and though I was curious to explore, I passed them by. I quickly hit the bottom floor a dimly lit and cold room with cinder block walls and concrete floors. In front of me was a set of double doors. I hesitated at first, but I assumed that this was just another way back to the lobby, so I opened them and entered them. Behind the doors was a massive warehouse-type room, probably the size of a smaller basketball stadium. The only light coming in was from the stairwell behind me, so I wasn't really able to see much. Stairs were stacked and covered in plastic wrap, tables lined the wall, and in the distance, I thought I could see boxes stacked in line against the wall as well. It was probably the storage room for the hotel. I looked around and saw an elevator in the back of the room, so I made my way towards it. I closed the door to the stairwell, and I began to walk in the dim light. The room was super muggy and dusty, and it seemed like nobody had been down there in a long time. As I got closer to the elevator, I noticed it was a little bigger than the elevators in the lobby and other floors. I pressed the up button, but I got no response. There was also a card swiper next to the button. Must have been for employees only, so I thought. I then turned back towards the stairwell doors, making my way past the chairs and tables along the wall. When I got to the door, I gave it a tug. Locked, of course. This is when things started to hit me, and I then realized I was stuck in the dark, dusty basement of a hotel. I didn't have a phone because my parents wouldn't let me get one until I graduated middle school, so I couldn't call anyone. Everyone likely assumed I was still asleep in the room, so I began to freak out, believing that nobody was going to look for me. I searched around the warehouse looking for other ways out. Some areas of the place were better lit than others, so I looked around in areas I could see first before starting on the darker side of the room. There was one other set of doors that I found, but it happened to be locked as well. I began to cry, scared that nobody would ever find me in this basement, 
I swear it felt like hours, but I think only a handful of minutes passed before I heard the door then creak open. It wasn't the door from the stairwell, rather the second door that I'd found. A slim middle-aged man in a lab coat came out of the doors. Now, if this was 21-year-old me seeing this man, I would be very confused as to why this guy was wearing a lab coat in a hotel. But I was only 12 or 13 at the time, so I was immediately relieved at the sight of an adult who looked smart. I approached him, tears in my eyes, and he immediately looked surprised to see me, as you'd expect. Hey, what are you doing down here? He yelled. I got lost on my way down to the lobby, and I've been locked in here. Do you have a key? I was shaking, eager to get the hell out of there. He didn't answer my question, and instead just said, Yeah, I know a way out of here. Follow me. He began to walk towards the doors with the stairwell, and I followed, relieved that someone had finally come to save me. We approached the doors, and I began to reach for the handle, but he continued walking. Isn't it right here? I asked him. I'll never forget the look on his face when I said that. He looked nervous, and though it was dim, I could see sweat glistening from his forehead behind his glasses. No, it's this way, he said sternly. I continued to follow him, but I was now nervous myself. We had passed the door to the stairs and were now headed towards a darker side of the basement away from all of the elevators. He looked like he had no clue where he was leading me as he kept checking around him, almost as if he was taking in his surroundings for the first time. We turned around a corner and began towards the boxes. A dead end. I immediately froze, realizing that something was very, very wrong. This guy had no idea where he was going, nor did he appear to work at the hotel. I then said, my voice shaking, Okay, where are we going? He turned and said, This way. Just follow me. I knew that there were no doors by those boxes. I had checked there first after I found out the stairwell door was locked. I wanted to thank whatever God is up there for gifting me with the idea that I had next. I started yelling as loud as I could. I yelled so loud I gave myself a headache. The man irritated and plugging his ears began yelling back at me. What are you doing? Be quiet! I continued to yell. I don't even remember how long I was yelling for. Finally, the man snapped and began quickly walking towards me. I went in a full sprint towards the stairwell doors, hoping to God they'd somehow be magically open. He didn't run after me. He walked sternly behind me, muttering things like, stupid fucker, and other kind compliments. I was about five feet from the door when somebody burst through, my savior a hotel janitor who had heard the screaming from the stairwell. He saw the situation, me and some random guy in a lab coat in a locked basement, and immediately told me to get behind him. The janitor then asked me who the man was, and I said I had no idea that he had come in through the door on the other side of the room, and I then pointed to the door. The janitor then quickly radioed into the desk that he had found a child in the basement, and then quietly so that I wouldn't hear, then said... This man came from outside, get security, or something like that. The man in the lab coat started trying to argue with the janitor, claiming that he simply was looking for a bathroom. The janitor clearly wasn't buying it, and he kept saying things like, 
Wait until security gets here and then talk to them about it. I was standing beside him the whole time, just trying to take in what was happening, confused out of my mind. Eventually, an employee from the front desk arrived and they took me up the steps to the lobby when I finally met up with my family, who surprisingly had no idea I was missing. I told them the story, crying and shaking, and they hugged me tightly, thanking the employee over and over for their help. I never got to thank that janitor, though. Looking back on it now, I have absolutely no clue what that man was doing in the basement. I don't have any information as to what happened afterwards or who he was. I know for a fact that the incident with the girl in the lobby was unrelated. Something about low blood sugar. Not sure. I've thought about that day a lot, and the only explanation I can put together is that the door I found in the basement led to the streets of the city where he must have wandered in from. I have no idea what his intentions were, why he was wearing a lab coat, or why he chose to pretend to know a way out. To be frank, this could have just been a huge misunderstanding of some sort, and I just chose a really bad time to get lost. But all I know for sure is if I hadn't screamed my lungs out, I might not have been telling the story the same way, or at all. So, to the strange man in a lab coat wandering around a dark, dusty hotel basement, I pray to God I never see you again. Hey everyone, that's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story. Have a good night or good day, everyone. And remember, to always.